Hey everybody, welcome back to The Sixth Gear. I'm your host, Tom Musgrave. And I know it's only episode two, but I'm going to get a little off topic on this round. So I've been, I wasn't planning on recording tonight. Honestly, I've been kind of in a funk lately. Just got a lot going on. Uh, business owner, father, husband, you know, the same stuff all the time. But I've been in what my wife and I kind of call a, a non-mood. It's like, there's nothing really wrong in your life. There's nothing really bad happening, and maybe it's just being overwhelmed, but you just are kind of in a bad mood, you know? And it's not something that lasts a long time. It doesn't have to. It does sometimes longer than others, but I've been in one a little bit lately, and I've been... uh, So I decided tonight to go for a drive, you know? So I hopped in the M2, and I took it out. Um... Smoked a stogie and threw some Tom Petty on and just started thinking back a little bit, you know, just trying to get my head right, back in the right, back in the right mindset here. And I just think that I don't even, I don't even know what I want to say right now. I, I mean, this is all, I'm free balling here. I guess I've also, I mean, I've been in this funk about the, you know, the podcast too. It's like, you know, I think like, what the fuck am I doing? Who's going to listen to this? You know, I'm just a guy who likes cars and sure. I got some funny stories, but I guess I'm feeling a little imposter syndrome, you know? Um, but I also think, fuck it. If you don't want to listen, you don't have to, and that's okay. But okay. So anyway, feeling better after my drive, feeling much better after my drive. Um, it was a perfect night for it. Clear, cool, windows down a little bit with a hoodie, Tom Petty in the background. I mean, you can't argue with that. Even if you're not a car person, going for a drive on your own with some good tunes and a fresh breeze, it just helps you think and get through some shit, you know? And so I did that tonight and I'm feeling a little bit better. But so getting back on topic. I'm on a couple cars right now. So I've been messaging this guy um, on Instagram a little bit. And he's got a a dealership that sells a lot of uh, hard-to-find cars, Porsches, BMWs mostly. And he's got a Sapphire Black 2020 M2 CS. Six-speed, couple mods, uh, 9,000 miles. Really nice car. Um, subwoofer in the back that doesn't really do anything for me, but I mean, why not? It's cool. Um, and so I was talking to him a little bit about trading in the M2 and the M3 for this CS. And I was kind of about it at first. And then honestly, when I, I went down to the garage to take pictures to send them to him and I thought, what are you doing? Like you have two cars right here that you love and chances are I'm going to get more. Uh, what does my buddy Jay say? He says more, uh, uh, smiles per miles. That's what it is. Smiles per miles for these two cars versus one. And sure. The one is badass. It's really cool. But that E36 holds a special place for me. Special place in my heart, I should say. 
And the M2 is just downright fast and fun, and it's high enough mileage that you're not worried about driving the shit out of it, you know? And so now I feel like kind of a jerk. I'm going to have to tell this guy tomorrow that I'm out on the CS. But uh, that's okay. I'm sure he'll be fine with that. Someone else will buy it. The other car I'm on is on Built for Backroads. Uh, it's a Phoenix Yellow E36 M3. I think it's a. I think it was a 2001, so it would have been the first year out of the E46. Um, I love this color, and I don't know what my deal is with yellow lately. I've been on yellow. I mean, Phoenix is. I remember it as a kid. I had a poster of an E46 M3 in Phoenix yellow on my wall when I was just a, you know, eighth grade, whatever. And uh, that's kind of how I've always seen the E46. So this car, I'm, you know, I'm looking at and I'm really digging it. And uh, it's got some, it got some good mods, tasteful mods. Um, both for back roads, they, they put some good cars on there. That one is also not going to be in my garage, but wanted to mention it because I do think it's super cool. Like I said, I've been obsessed with yellow lately. And I don't even know that I could ever drive a yellow car. And it's just a little bit too loud for me. I'm more of an under-the-radar kind of guy. But I get why people buy them. I mean, no doubt, I will someday have a yellow car in my garage, whether I drive it or not. It's just, I don't know, it's tough to drive one of those. I, think it's a, I don't think that everyone that drives a yellow car like that is wanting that look at me. But I'm sure some of them are. But... There's no arguing. I mean, it doesn't matter what yellow, speed yellow, Dakar yellow, Phoenix yellow. I mean, they just look good on pretty much every sports car. It just does. But I'm not a Bumblebee, and I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm more of a gray and black kind of guy, you know. Don't look at me. I just like the car. So, anyway, obviously... I got to tell a story. And uh, this one, thinking back, this is one of the ones I thought about while I was driving tonight. Thinking about the story of getting my 335. It's getting the, uh, the daily driver. Older. It's an E90. Um, great car. It's got the N55 in it. Would have preferred the N54, but I'll take what I can get. Uh, and I bought this car in Huntington Beach. Uh, flew out there. This was uh, a little over a year ago now. So end of March, I think it was. And I bought the car from this place called Prime Auto Sales in Huntington Beach. Uh, great guys. Uh, the guy's name was Tony. Tony was, uh, Tony was awesome. Um, just a legit dude, you know. No, not real salesman like, just a good dude. And you could tell he was very into cars. And I like salesmen that are into cars, not these guys that are dressed up in their slacks and don't know dick from the shift knob, you know. And so I, I flew out there, took a cab to Prime, and, you know, they had the car out. There was some construction going on, so the car was absolutely filthy. And, I mean, there was just dust all over everything. The road work was just causing a huge mess. And uh, so anyway, 
I checked the car out and it looks good. It's hard to tell kind of paint wise because of the, the dust obviously. But anyway, I hop in, take it for a ride, took it down to the beach. I had to see the ocean, you know, you got to see the ocean when you're out there. So, you know, I kind of ripped it around pretty good. Uh, warmed her up real nice, took it back. And, you know, I said, okay, I like it. Let's do it. So wrote a check, took off. About an outside, uh, this was an hour outside of town, and check engine light pops on, and the car just starts chugging, and chugging hard. I mean, not a not a good one. You know, this is bad. This is a serious chug. So there's an off ramp right there. So I hop off, pull into a parking lot, shut it off, and you know, a lot of time BMW you can. Sometimes their computers get quirky, whatever, especially especially if they're tuned or something like that. And I didn't think this one was. He didn't say anything about it. So shut it off, turn it back on, still chugging. So I call Tony and I say, hey, man, you know, here's where I am. Here's what's going on. What can you do for me? And he says, ah, I might have some mechanics out there. Uh, let me make some calls. I'll call you back. And I said, okay, cool. So in the meantime... I hobbled the thing over to an advanced auto parts. I found one just a mile or so away. Do a diagnostic on it. Comes back, ignition coil bad. Uh, bank two or something, I can't remember. And I'm like, okay. Of course, they don't have it. I call some local BMW dealerships. They don't have them. Can't get them in. Okay, so I'm kind of stuck. And... Tony calls me back and he says, Hey, where are you? I said, I don't know, man. I'm somewhere in California, but I'm an hour away from you. He says, can you get the car back here? I have some, I have a couple, couple guys. I think I can get the, I can get the coils, you know, cause I, I did tell him what I found. And so I'm, I limp this thing back to Huntington beach. And I mean, I'm on four lane highway semi is just blowing my doors in as I'm going up these hills at 45 miles an hour with everything the car's got and get back to prime. He says, Hey, we're going to replace, we're going to replace the whole side just to be safe. We're going to do all three. So he said, I got a couple coming and I'm, I got another one on the hook at a different spot. You know, we're, we're going to get them going here. He throws me the keys to this Benz, not my usual style, but Hey, at least he gave me a ride. So I go down to uh, have some lunch, had uh, some fish tacos and uh, a margarita and make my way back after a little while. Kind of walked around the stores down there, wasting time and uh, head back. The car's still in the garage. And he says, hey, we, we can't, we only, we have two. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. I mean, two's better than none. And uh, so I really want to get this third one. I got another one. I just, I can't find a way to get there. I said, well, I'll just go get it in the Benz. And he says, do you want to do that? I said, absolutely. If it gets me the out of here, yeah, get me the hell out of here, man. I'll, I'll go get it. So I go get it, bring it back, hang around there, and they get that last one in, get it all put to bit, back together, and I'm out of there. Well, I, first I had to hit Best Buy because you got to get a, uh, you know, you got to have nav up. So I get a, one of those little phone clips for the air vent, you know, and an auxiliary cord, of course, you got to have tunes. Uh, and I mean, when in Rome or California, weed's legal out there. So you stop and get some gummies, you know? So I did that. 
get out of Huntington Beach. I don't know what time it was. It was probably uh, 8.30, somewhere in there. And mind you, I've been awake since 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I left Buffalo. Or wait, yeah, it doesn't matter where I flew out of. It was early. I was tired, but I was going. And I was in a hurry because I had a tea time in Denver at 3 p.m. the next day. I had my clubs with me. You know I shipped my clubs. I didn't ship any tools to fix any car problems, but I shipped my golf clubs. Why not, right? (laughs) So, anyway, I'm racing as fast as I can. It gets dark, which I didn't even realize how many mountains are out there. I mean, not until morning did I realize this, but anyway, I'm flying, flying as fast as I can. I'm getting pretty tired. It's 11, 11.30, so I stop and I take a quick half-hour nap at a rest stop. I get back on the road, drive as far as I can, and I end up somewhere in Utah, and I pull in. It is now 3 a.m., I think, and I pull in this hotel. I walk in. The guy's talking to his girl. He's FaceTiming with his girl and doesn't, doesn't even look at me to end his conversation. He continues his conversation. I sat there and I waited for him. It was really awkward because I could see her and she could see me. It was very weird. So anyway, he finally finished his conversation and I said, hey man, I'm leaving here at 5 a.m. You know, I just need a place to rest my head for a minute, take a shower and get out of here. What can you do for me? He says, ah, he says, if you're only going to be here till morning, he said, just, you know, throw me 50 bucks. I said, okay, sweet. So I throw the guy the money, go up, took a quick nap, showered, and bet your ass I was out of there at 5 a.m. That guy was still there, and he said, I didn't think I was going to see you. I said, hey, man, I, I got a jet, man. I got tea time. So racing across Utah, um, which Utah is awesome, so cool. I mean, the rock formations and stuff out there, crazy to see. And then through Utah into Colorado, you know, and that drive, like, between... Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, I can never remember. Grand Junction and Denver. It passed all the ski resorts. What is that? I, I, I think it's 70. I mean, through the mountains, the snow-capped mountains, and the houses cantilevered off the side of the mountains, and you're cruising next to this river with the train on the other side. It is, it's an awesome drive. That's a really cool spot. If you never got to... If you never got to Take that route. Definitely do it. Awesome views. So I make it to my tea time. Well, I made it 20 minutes early. Fly in there, change in the parking lot, race up, you know, made it. I actually took a picture of myself and sent it to all my, all my back home haters that didn't think I was going to make it. I will post that picture on Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, Play golf. Played pretty well, actually. Balls fly out there. I mean, that thin air, I felt like an animal out there. You guys come play. You think you're so tough out there out west with your thin air and up in the mountains. You just you come play in this thick Pennsylvania area. You're going to feel like a girl hitting everything short. But played well. Jet out of there. And uh, once in Rome, again, make another quick stop. So 
did that. And on my way out of there, I'm getting on, I'm getting back onto the highway now and I'm ready to start cruising. And there's a Subaru, you know, I mean, you know, it's probably some liberal Subaru loving hippie, you know, well, she apparently doesn't know how to drive her Subaru. Uh, one of those looping on ramps, you know, the weather's not bad. It's clear. It's not raining. There's nothing. This, this girl hits the wall, bounces off, T-bones the other wall right in front of me, and I swerve around. The truck behind me hits her, and I, so I stop, and I look, and it's like, you okay? You okay? Okay, cool. Well, I have a bullshit license plate and some stuff in my trunk that I probably don't want to be, I probably don't want to have or explain, and so I'm out of here. So I rip out of there, and I and then... I'm cruising, but I'm getting tired. I stopped pretty early in a hotel somewhere in Colorado, a shady hotel. I mean, and then Denver is, uh, maybe I was just in a bad spot, but I did not dig Denver. And I was, uh, I was out of there as soon as I could and stop at this hotel. And this was a pretty funny experience. Uh, I talked to the guy and he, he owns the hotel. The guy that owns the hotel, I should say motel, um, Middle Eastern guy and very forward, uh, basically told me a lot of his life story in that short time during checkout. Uh, he was from the Bronx and he got out of there because he tells me it was too dark there. And I'm thinking, you can't say that kind of shit, man. What's, you know, you have no idea who I am and you know, uh, I was surprised that he said it, but I guess not so surprised based on the area and the uh, just the vibe of the whole joint, you know. And so I go up to my room. I'm tired. I'm just going to fall asleep with the TV on. I click it. Oh, I click it. It doesn't come on, you know. So I do some investigative work, find out that there is no power cord in the TV, <laughs> none at all. So I go down looking for this guy, and it's cleared out nobody's nobody in sight so there's a tv hanging in the in the lobby it's the same tv i have so i sniped that cord and i took it up to my room and i fell asleep watching tv <laughs> and i didn't see anybody in the morning but left out of there and my plan was to stop and visit my brother sister-in-law in papillion nebraska so i drove um Drove for a little while and, you know, sun started coming up. So I stopped at, uh, I'm thinking, man, I need some coffee. And there's not a whole lot around in Utah in that spot. Or not Utah. In, uh, I was in Nebraska at this point. And uh, so there's a little truck stop. So I pull in there, took some pictures of the sunrise and sent them to my wife. And I go hunting for coffee. And I walk up, and it's just one of those little shacks. There's a vending machine, and there's, and there's no place to go anywhere. There's no coffee to be found. So I start walking back to the car, kind of like, damn it. And I, I smell coffee. I, could, I sniffed that, that shit. You know, I knew it was out here. It was somewhere nearby. And so I'm sniffing around this place, and there's these double doors. 
two big double doors, no glass or anything, just solid steel double doors. And there's like a weird handmade, like it looks like a, like a second grader cut these out of construction paper and hung them on a string. Welcome. So, okay. Welcome. I go to open the door, open it a little bit and the chain just slams and some lady inside screams. And so I, I back out of there, you know, I'm, oh shit, I'm out. And she opens the door and she says, Hey, and I said, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I thought I thought I could get coffee here. I thought I smelled coffee. I didn't know what this is about. I, I apologize, you know. And she says, well, are you one of my trucker friends? And I said, uh, nope, just a regular guy. That's just a regular guy. I was just looking for some coffee. And she says, oh, you just need coffee? Come on in, honey. So I come in and it seems like this chick lives here. I mean... And just to kind of paint a picture, she's, she's, uh, I would guess late fifties, you know, really seems like she partied pretty fucking hard as a kid. And, uh, I think she lives here and I'm pretty sure she's a hooker, but her coffee was pretty damn good. And I had a great conversation with her actually. (laughs) So... We talked about BMWs. You know, I explained to her what I was doing and she thought that was so cool. What an adventure. And she told me about some some old car that she, I don't even remember what it was, some hunk of junk, but she wanted to talk about it and I was cool with that. So back on the road and I, uh, I did stop and see Hazen Lee, my brother and sister-in-law. Stayed there for a couple hours, just kind of shot the shit, you know, catch up a little bit and back on the road and I drive once again until I am, you know, I'm starting to run out of gas. It's getting late and I actually hit a snowstorm and the tires on this thing were less than ideal for these kinds of conditions. It's all wheel drive. Sure. But I mean, bald tires on snow, doesn't matter how many drive you have. It's trash. So I'm somewhere in, Iowa, I think at this point. Yeah, it's, it had to be Iowa. And so I stop in and I'm looking for some, I pull into this place. There's like six hotels in one area and it's the same, same kind of deal. It's, it's very early. It's, it's two, 3 AM somewhere in there. And so I go into the first hotel and this chick is sleeping behind the counter and I very nicely as best I could wake her up and, you know, I explain, Hey, I'm leaving here at five, 6 AM. I'm just crashing for a couple hours. Can you do anything for me? Nope. It's 250 bucks. I'm like, I'm sleeping here for like an hour, you know, two out, 250 bucks. Doesn't matter. Okay. So I, so I figured screw this. I'm going to the next one. And so I go to that one. Same deal. Not a nice man just kind of pissed off that I'm there at that hour, I think, and was not looking to help me out. Go to the next one. And each one, you just get a little bit further and just a little, just a tiny bit shadier and just shittier, you can tell. And so I go into this one. And uh, the guy behind the desk says, uh, you know, I, I told him, same thing. Hey, listen, I'm here for a couple hours. What can you do for me? He says, ah, just, he says, I'll just charge you $49, you know, I'm like, okay, sweet, you know, so I'm standing there checking out this 
gangster dude, uh, a white dude, comes down and is clearly like, I mean, he's drunk or he's he's on something. Hard to, hard to say. I mean, it is 3 a.m., so only the best are out at that point. And uh, he comes down and he says, hey, what's this guy charging you for this? And I said, uh, 49 bucks. Why? He says, man, this guy charged me 150 bucks. I got the jacuzzi suite and three fat chicks up there. <laughs> I just looked at him straight faced and I said, well, dude, you got to pay extra for the jacuzzi suite and fat chicks. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're mad about. And the guy behind the counter loved it. This guy hated it. <laughs> but I left those two to do their thing and argue down there as I walk up to my room. One of the worst one of the worst hotel beds I've ever slept in that one. And uh, so same thing, hit the road. Roads had cleared up, luckily. It wasn't too bad. Plows were out early. And drove drove all the way home. Got home uh, uh, early, uh, mid-afternoon Sunday. So had a little time to chill, relax. And it was good. Think back on my trip. So I guess... Uh, I mean, I guess that's kind of one of the things I'm going to go back, back off subject. If you are ever in a funk or like a non mood, you know, think back on some of the good stuff. You know, you got to have some appreciation for life. It is a mindset change. My wife would say you have to manifest, manifest good. And I don't know if I'm, I'm not a hundred percent into, into all that hippy dippy bullshit, but it does feel good to believe. And I do think that there is something to that. If you, if you do put good out into the world, that most of the time good is going to come back to you eventually. If you're the nice guy, sometimes you are going to finish last. That's just a part of life. That's the truth. But most of the time, people are going to do what they can to help you if you're not a dick, basically. So on that note, in the words of my good buddy Tim, peace and love, dude. Hey, if you have a good story that you want to share, send it over to me. Email me. Send it on my Instagram DM, I guess. I'd like to hear it. And I'm sure everybody else would too. Till next time, guys. You guys have a great night.